God's trying to get through to somebody this morning. Read my notes. The veil rent. I, I'm, I'm in, come on, somebody. We think and we come in so religious sometimes and we think we've got this thing all together. If there has ever been a God-ordained morning that I ever remember in my ministry, I'm telling you I have failed him from the moment my feet hit the floor this morning. I have failed him. I cannot sing. I can't do anything. I've been busted at the seams. I'm here to tell somebody. Somebody better get ready for something this morning. Because when you walk out those doors and you go back onto the streets of Roanoke, I'm declaring things are going to be different. I said, I'm declaring things are different in this house. I have never felt like I feel it this morning. God ordained from everything. The veil is torn. The doors flung open wide. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know. Y'all done tore me up. No, he's done tore me up. And I love it. I don't even know what to do. So you know what I what I do when I don't know what to do? And I learned this the hard way. We just bask a moment. We just wait on him a moment. Father, Father God, we praise you. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I love you. One church, I want you to hear something, and I want you to hear me very well. Most of you, 95% of you don't know me. You may not ever see me again. But you listen, and I hope you listen very intently to what I'm about to tell you. You better get ready. And it's not a choice. You better get on the boat or get off the boat. You better get ready because a gent, mm, help me, Holy Ghost. God has ordained a calling. God has ordained a purpose over this house. God, mm, help me, Lord. God has ordained a purpose over this house. When God ordains a purpose, Man will not block it. When God ordains a purpose, situations will not stop it. When God ordains a purpose, the dollar will not. Somebody listen to me. You better get ready. I'm telling you, you better lock in. You better get ready or what God is bringing in 2020 will knock you off your feet. It will take you by surprise. But the veil has been torn. This is the day. This is the hour for this house. This house will prosper. This house will be a storehouse. This house will be a hospital. You better get ready. You're here for a moment. You're here for a purpose. You are God ordained to be here. Step into your calling step into what God has placed you in this house for stop playing around and you better get ready you better get ready I'm telling you because mm, the last thing you want to do is not be ready because I'm telling you it's coming 
is coming. It's coming. I, I'm telling y'all, this big old boy's heart's about to beat out of his chest. I don't claim to be a prophet. I don't claim to even have that gifting, but I do know one thing. I do know the voice of my heavenly Father. I do know, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I do know when he speaks to this old country boy, and I'm telling you, you're about to see things that you never thought would be possible. You're about to see things that you thought was in yesteryear. You're about to see people come into a house of God and get more dedicated than you thought they were too far gone. I'm telling you, you better get out of your religious mentalities. You better step out of your box because God is looking for a people and is looking for a house in the very last day. I'm telling you, revival is yet to come. I'm telling you, we are getting ready to see an outpouring. We're getting ready to see people healed. I'm telling you, and we better be ready. You can get in with me, or you can. Uh, yeah, I'm leaving in a little while. I'm leaving in a little while, but I'm telling somebody, you better get ready. The veil's torn. I don't know where this message is going, but we're going somewhere. Shift. Tommy, throw those scriptures up there, Matthew 27, 50. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook. The rock split. The tombs broke open. And the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. When this old country boy reads that, this is going to be in my way. Hallelujah. You know what that was? Our Heavenly Father went in and He took that veil. That veil that not even oxen could come on. They, they couldn't even rent it apart. Come on somebody. That veil that the commentaries say was over 60 feet high. Over 4 inches thick. It could not be torn. I'm telling you on the moment that our Savior I know what season it is too. This is more like Easter. But I'm telling you God is doing something in this house. But the very moment that breath left his body. Think about that for a moment. The moment that the breath of our Savior exhaled out of his lungs, there was a power release so strong that it rent a veil that not man could tear down. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. It tore, mm, hallelujah. It ripped people at the very religious scenes. From top to bottom, come on somebody. A place that was the holies of holies. A place that you could only go into one time a year. I don't know about you, but I need to be in my Father's presence more than one time a year. In that old day, I wouldn't even have been allowed. Come on, it was the high priest. But the very breath, the moment that his breath left him, my breath don't do nothing. I use Listerine this morning. <laughs> but the moment that his breath left his body, I want you to get that this morning.
it tore down every ounce of traditionalism. It tore down religion. It opened a gate to where the common man it entered the gate where a nobody could go before the only one who has ever been somebody. Rent. Rent. I don't have to rely on another preacher or religious dignitary to get a burden about my problem and take it to the holies of holies. I don't have to rely on anybody else to take me to the throne room. I don't have to rely on anything else. I don't have to go in at a certain time. I can go in when nobody else is around. I can go in in my secret place. Oh, come on, somebody. I can go in in my secret place and make my own petition. Let me tell you something. This woman loves me, and I love her. But there's things that I'm passionate about. That she ain't. <laughs> and there's things that she's passionate about. There's things she can make a case on that I wouldn't make a case on. And there's things I'll make a case on that she could tell you what I want her to tell me. You know, she can lay it out. <laughs> Nobody can lay out your problem before God like you can. Nobody can take your need to the throne room like you can. And he already knows it. But you know what? The Heavenly Father wants us to bring it to him. He wants, oh, come on, somebody. Don't you get quiet on me. I'm telling you, he wants us to find our secret place. He longs for us to have that intimacy with him. He longs for us to get into the holies of holies. But we're living in a day and hour where nobody wants to stop long enough to find their secret place. A secret place is not I lay me down to sleep. A secret place is not Lord bless this food. A secret place is not oh come on somebody I'm talking about getting somewhere alone with God where nobody else is around where you're on your face and when you get up you've lost track of what time it is. Me too. I'm talking about going back into the holies of holies. When his breath left that body, there was a shift. We're going somewhere. There was a shift. Everything that we knew it at that point, they knew it at that point. There was a shift. Things would never be the same. Things would never be looked at the same. Don't you know they were standing in the temple scratching their heads? Don't you know they were trying to figure out how in the world this had happened? I mean, come on, somebody. We read the Scripture so many times like little storybook fairy tales. I'm telling you, this is not a Disney movie. This happened in real life. I'm telling you, I would be shook to my core if I knew that a veil that was declared not to be torn had torn from top to bottom. The earth that shook and dead people were walking around. This old boy would find somewhere. A shift. 
the moment his breath left his body, there was a shifting. The Word of God says it rent the curtain. Look, ran up. It means violent. With violent force. It just didn't come apart at the scene. It just didn't begin to pull apart. Come on, somebody. It just didn't pull apart where they could fix it back up. It just didn't gently pull away. I'm telling you, the Word of God says it was rent from top to bottom. When I think of it being rent, I'm thinking of that. I'm telling you, it was jagged. It was it was torn with force. I'm so thankful that God Almighty stepped in the situation that day, and He declared, and He knew that we needed a way. It, I'm telling you, it, the purpose had come. He had given His Son. The breath had left His body. And he tore it apart at the seams. Would never be the same. Rent with a violent force. Can I be real a moment? Y'all too quiet on me. How bad is your situation? How bad is your circumstance? How bad do you want your promise? I'm going somewhere, and then I'm going home. Love you all. How bad do you really want to see God move? How bad do you want that seat next to you filled in this house? How bad do you want your your daughter, your son, your spouse, your lost loved ones in the kingdom of God? How bad do you want it? He rent, he rent the impossible. He tore it apart at the seams, and we come in with our soft worship. We come in just in time. Oh, God, I'll give you an hour. In a field of dandelions like Olaf skipping in summer. <sighs> Praise the Lord. My promise is coming. We are living in a day that if we don't get out of our soft worship and our soft prayer and our soft Christian walk, we're about to be trampled over by a world outside. I'm telling you, it's time we get back to violence. I'm not talking about fighting. I'm talking about, but when you go into your throne room, you better go in with the mentality, devil, you have no place in my home. You have no place in my marriage. You have no place on my job. You have no place in this house. Come on, somebody. We better walk back in and take it by force. We better go in. It means war. We are living in a day where war has been declared, and we're walking around like we're we're in a field of dandelions. It don't make no sense. He's already done it for us. He tore the veil. He shifted everything and we. And we're still just tiptoeing. We want to be. We don't want to offend nobody. We don't want to say the wrong thing. I'm not telling you not to do it in love because I'm telling you, you give the gospel, you give it in love. 
you spend enough time in your secret place, you can't help but do it in love because God will be living and working and dwelling on the inside of you and it won't even be your words. You can't leave love out, but I'm telling you, we're living in a day where you cannot leave boldness out. The world's bold. Do you know how many people's told me I'm crazy to think that I'm going to have a daughter? I don't care. I'm making a list. I'm telling you, when she's here, we're going visiting for probably six months. And it's going to be all right. You know why? Because that's my promise. And I am taking it by force. He has made a way. He shifted things this year for me. See, I'm telling you, you confirm not only something for this house, but you confirm something for me. God spoke to me on January 2nd of last year and told me and my house to get ready that it was the year of our alignment. And when we got to 2020, vision would become clear and we would be able to see what God has done. Now listen to me and you listen to me good. 2019 has been a year of alignment that does not mean it's been all blessings and hopscotch and hot chocolate it has been a year of tears not understanding what in the world is going on it has been a year of uncomfortableness it has pushed me out of my comfort zone. I have been so uncomfortable. I have been to the place where I'm just out of But I'm telling you, when I tell you God is lining things up, He is lining things up. I'm mm, Help me, Holy Ghost. If we don't get past this. When you begin to shift and you begin to move and you begin to step out on faith and do what God has told you to do and be what God has told you to be, you start shifting and he'll start shifting you even more. Your vision changes. Your line changes. Come on, somebody. The people that you're closer to changes. The people that you thought had your back. I know you do. Um, but the people that you thought had your back are seeming further and further away and you're scratching your head because you thought that they would do anything in the world for you. You thought they were lifting you up in prayer. You thought that, mm, I'm telling you, is somebody with me this morning? I'm telling you, but I'm here to declare and I'm here to tell somebody, you don't need man. You don't need, earth. Mm, hallelujah. You don't need the approval of man. You ain't even got to have the devil's money because I'm telling you the righteous oh hallelujah I'm telling you my father has every dime I'll ever need he knows every person that I need to come in contact with he knows the people that need to cross my path you know what and if they're a seasonal person and they're there for a day we'll praise God if they're there for a lifetime we'll praise God but I'm telling you he shifted some things for this old boy I should not be in a pulpit I should not be in a in a in a choir law I should not be behind a keyboard. I'm telling you, if I got what I deserved, I would be either just strung out somewhere in South Carolina or I would be dead. I'm telling you, but I'm telling you, he shifted things for me. He shifted things for me, and it was not a gentle shift. It was a violent force. It pushed me to a place where I had to make a choice.
It pushed me to a place where I had to literally stop and say, you can either go this way or you can go this way. Somebody's there this morning. You are standing at a point. You can go one way or you can go the other. Things have been shifted. Things have been lined up. Things have been put in place. See, I'm supposed to have three kids by now. A four-bedroom house with a picket fence and two Grammys. I ain't got none of them. I've got a dog, a three-bedroom house, and the Grammy Association don't even know who I am. And that's okay. It has been the hardest thing for me to give in to the shift of God. Rocky, you can say amen right here, and so can you, Lindsay. I am a control freak. I have to see A connect to B. And I have to see B go to C and all the way, and then we start back over at A, A, B, B, C, C. I have backup plans for my backup plans. And over the last 10 years, God has shifted me continually. He has broken me. Continually. Where my plan becomes further and further out of my reach. People that were part of plan A. became further and further away. Family. Help me, Lord. Family has not understood some things. The shift has been uncomfortable. The shift has been hard. The shift has put me in a place of solidarity. But the shift has also put me in a place where I can honestly stand and tell somebody this morning that my faith has grown deeper and deeper in my Father. My trust, we talked about trust around here last time. I don't understand everything, but I trust. I'm a cheapskate. I am. I'm a planner. I'm a control freak. We've got a. I don't know what we're storing up for, but you know we're always storing up. You know, savings has to be. 
we walked into one of our spare bedrooms just a few months ago. The Lord had been dealing with me. If I invite Rocky to come to my house, what do you want to drink? What, what do you want to eat? Clean sheets on the bed. I'm preparing for him to come. I'm preparing for a specific person to come. Here I am, walking around in my year of alignment, trying to stay out of a pity party because I don't like everything that God's shifting me into. But I'm talking the talk. My promise is coming. My promise is coming. And there's a room where we've already declared that that promise is going to dwell. And it's full of boxes. And an ugly gray wall. And we never go in there. The Lord began to dwell with me, deal with me, and deal with her. See, people think I've absolutely lost my mind, and that's okay. But I've held my daughter. I've held my daughter. I've seen my daughter. About three years ago, I went, the enemy tried to put a spirit of depression all over me. Why couldn't I be the man that I needed to be? Why couldn't I be the husband and, and give my wife the one thing on this earth that she wanted more than anything? God, I'm living for you. God, I, I, I'm, I'm working in your kingdom. I'm doing everything I know to do. Lord, what is going on? Listen to me and listen to me good. Your ways are not his ways. Your timing is not his timing. I'm learn see, I'm shifting. I'm shifting and I'm still uncomfortable and I still have those days. I'm not gonna be self-righteous and tell you that I don't have those days that I'm still sitting in my office going, Lord, are you sure? But I've held my daughter. I love my mama. My mama's a godly woman. But she looked at me and asked us both when we started painting rose gold on the wall. $20 a quart. I said, Lord, this is faith. My mama looked. No malice intended. Well, son, what are you going to do when that's a little boy? And I politely told her and respectfully told her, it ain't no going to be no boy. Mama, you taught me to pray. You taught me to seek his face. You taught me to have faith. You taught me to put, mm. We're living in a day where, where the things that we have instilled in people, we're, we're sitting back and questioning when they take action because it's a bold move. Come on, somebody. And if you're watching, I love you, Mama, but this is where we're at right now. But here we are. We've instilled in people. We've told people to step out in faith. We've told people to, to act on God's word. We've told people to take God's word literal. And when they do it, because it pushes the envelope and it gets a little too not PC, come on, somebody, and oh, we're going to offend somebody, we want to step back and say, did you see what they did? Come on, somebody. Shifting. 
shifting. When God begins to move and make a way, it's going to put you in a place. I'm telling you, it'll put you in a place where you may not understand everything, but the presence of God will be a canopy over you. The presence of God will encompass you, and it will guide you because you have pushed into the secret place. You have went into the throne room where the door has been opened wide. You've took God literally at His word. You're standing on His promises. And you're there. I'm going to be over in just a moment. We want the promises of God without the process. We want the promises of God. We have no problem with that. Here I am. Pour them on me. Here I am. Yes, Lord, I'll take it. From a 32-inch to a 55 to an 85. (laughs) Pour it on me, God. Pour it on me, Lord. I'll take it. Yes. Yes, Lord. But we don't want the process. We want the 85-inch, but we don't want to turn it off long enough to get along with God, to hear Him, to understand and know the process. Help me, Lord, I'm never coming back. Y'all were coming to Carolina to see us from now on. (laughs) We want everything that God tells us he'll give us in his word. We want everything. We'll stand on it. We want to talk so religious. We know what to say. We know when to say amen. We know when to raise our hands. We know when to put the offering in the plate so somebody sees us putting the offering in the plate. We know how to act when pastor comes around. Come on, somebody. We know how to act when the music minister, the Sunday school teacher, although we know how to be part of the religious crowd, but we're living in the day and age where we got to get out of the religious crowd. I don't want to be part of the religious crowd. Religion does not equal relationship. Religion does not equal anything that amounts, this is a little bit of South Carolina slang, it don't amount to a hill of beans when it comes to the Father. Come on, somebody. He don't want your religious thoughts. He don't want your religious actions. He don't want your religious praise. He wants a relationship with his creation. He wants a relationship with his children. He wants time with you. He wants intimacy with you. He wants you to trust him in the middle of your circumstance so he can push you to a place because he's trying to set you up. He is trying to put things in place, but you refuse to shift. You refuse to move. And he's trying to line things up. He is trying to put things in place. Look, I'm going to be real with you. I have been there. I have dug my heels in the ground before and cried and whined like a little baby. Thank God he still had mercy on me. The veil's been torn this morning. One church, listen to me. I say again and I feel with an urgency. There is a God-ordained season coming to this house. 
there is a God-ordained appointment coming to this house. There are people that the Lord has already lined up that are not in these doors yet that is coming into this house. There is a plan getting ready to take place. There is a shifting that is moving concerning this house. It will not be judged by eyes of man. It will not be judged by man's standards. Do not count. Do not look to the right. Do not look to the left. Do not question. But I'm telling you, and listen to my voice this morning, there is a shift coming to this house. It will not be stopped by one it will not be stopped by many there is a shift coming that will line things up that will impact the kingdom of God for all of eternity you better get ready you better open up the storehouse you better fall on your face you better get in your secret place you better get in your closets you better get in tune with almighty God you have asked God to bring miracles in this house you've asked God to bring deliverance to this house you better be prepared you better be prayed up you better be ready to do warfare because it will come but I'm telling you, you've got to take it. It's going to be rent. You've got to take it with violence. You better praise with everything you've got. You better pray with everything you've got. You better love with everything you've got. You better study with everything you've got. You better walk out into the streets and be Christ in flesh with everything you've got. People will know where you go. They will know the mark that's on you. They will know you are His. And they will know you belong to this house. I'm telling you, you better get ready you better get prepared the veil has been torn there is a shift in the atmosphere and you better heed it because it is coming and it is coming strong and it is coming swiftly I'm telling you there is a shift that's coming it will take place for this house and it will take place in your house Line yourself up. There ain't nothing like my notes. Line, line up. You don't know where to turn this morning? Give in to the shift. You don't know what to do? Violently praise Him like you've never praised Him before. You don't have time? Make time. You, you don't know what to do on your job? Honey, start praying out loud. It tears their nerves up. <laughs> I've got the fingerprint of God hanging over my desk. My staff comes in, and I just look at them. Now they know I just start pointing. They know my policy. Don't you bring that mess in my office. Find you a scripture that will help you hanging over my head and then get out of my office. You don't know what to do about your children. Anoint their beds when they're not there. Put prayer cloths up under. Come on, somebody. I remember going through a time, and I'd get to high school just, you know, trying to be bad. <laughs> trying to be rebellious. It didn't work too well for me. I'd open up my book bag. And I'd see note cards, and it wasn't from science class, but it'd be scriptures, and they'd be doused in oil. And I remember opening up my book back thinking, oh, it smells like church in here. <laughs> They're going to think I'm weird. <sighs> they already thought that. But my mama had put the word of God, you know what? 
And at the time, I didn't want nobody else to see that, but I thank God I was carrying the Word of God on my shoulders, and I didn't even have a clue. Come on, somebody. I was carrying around the promises of God. I was trying to be rebellious, but my mama had already declared something over me, and it was already hooked on. Think about that. You can get, you can think about that when you get home today and tear up your kitchen and call, call nicely done contracting to come fix it. You don't know what to do in your situation. Get violent with it. Get desperate with it. I stood here this morning. I'm coming to a close. I've delivered my heart. I stood here this morning. And I was blessed. I've got a team back home. I thank God for them. I've got a, t a full choir, full praise team, full band. I thank God for them. But worship don't require a team. It don't require a, a, a choir. It don't require a big old boy on a piano. Worship and praise happens when you fall on your face and you recognize you line yourself up to who you are under the Father. I've watched it this morning. It blessed my soul. It refreshed me to just, to just worship. I've got some things that I don't understand. I've got some things you have no clue about. I've got some things that if I would let it, it's worrying me. But I'm telling you, I declare and I'm going to, I'm determined, I'm giving it over because it ain't mine to carry. I don't understand it. It don't make sense. I'm at a point right now, professionally, ministerial-wise, family-wise, I don't under, understand everything. But I'm telling you, I do know that God is in control. It will not stop my praise. It will not stop my violent praise. Come on, somebody. It will not stop me from raising my hands. You don't know where I've been. You may say, well, that's just not me, and that's okay. That's okay. But I'm telling you, try and push a little further. And I'm telling you, when God begins to do something for you, and you know it was only God and God Almighty, there becomes a praise that you can't contain. I'm telling you, when Sailor Evia gets to this world, y'all are going to know it in Roanoke, Virginia, all the way from Clover, South Carolina. Because I'm telling you, this big boy don't run but for snakes and Jesus. But when that promise comes out, I'm taking me some laps. And I don't care who thinks I'm crazy because you have not walked in these. You've not put these on. You can't praise for me. And I can't praise for you. You can't shift into my position that God has ordained for me. And I can't shift for you. Every head bowed in this house. Father, I come to you this morning. I've been so humbled by your presence. And I thank you, Father, that you chose to meet with us this morning. Lord, I've delivered my heart. I've delivered everything, God, that you've given me.
And Father, we leave it in your hands. Lord God, open our hearts, God. Apply everything that we've heard this morning. God, open our ears, Lord God. Prepare us for what you're doing, Lord. Prepare us, Father. Lord, these altars are open and we're coming. We're, we're, we're coming, God, with, a, with a, a charge, God. We're coming with a challenge, Lord. Shift us to where you want us. God, shift us to where you need us. God, shift us, not only in your permissive will, but God, shift us to your perfect will. God, shift us to the places that make us uncomfortable. Father, I give your word back to you, Lord. I I love you. I thank you for what you've done in this house. I challenge you this morning, church, if you will, and I think it'd be all right. I don't know how you guys normally do around here, but can we find a place to fall on our face? Can we find a time just for a moment and go into a secret place? Can we find a time that we find an intimate moment where God can shift us and work with us this morning. Whether it's in your chair or anywhere, let's find a place.